to the icon, Matt Hardy, the man who is stronger than death. And you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Button already. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 261 for January 23, 2022. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. There it is. That's crazy. I'm Marty. And I'm uh, tired. No, I'm Christoph. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate, yes. you know, so many years deep into the show. You know, the dozen of you still giving it a click. I appreciate every one of you. <laughs> yes, indeed. But it's, uh, uh, as always, it is an ever-enjoyable week of professional wrestling. Uh, we, we've had people return. We've had people change their names. We had people sign new contracts. We had people not get out of their contracts. We've had a little bit of everything and uh we're Some issue with the tbs sensors and yes. uh, everything in between yes and uh we are here to dig into all of it for you folks so let's go ahead because we have to and talk about the biggest one in the game the world wrestling federation for over 50 years the revolutionary force in sports entertainment so chris yeah i think if I'm the WWE, I need to start doing uh, two things. Okay. One, recognize that if we are going to trade file trademark for anything, fans are going to look it up. Yeah. I mean, doesn't the, uh, uh, what was it, the soror- sorority sisters debacle yes. uh, bring yes. anything to mind here? Yeah, yeah. The the submission squad or whatever they called themselves. Yeah. Um, so there's that. But also... If I am going to come up with a new name for a WWE superstar, yeah, I would think that much how they look at the Twitter history of possible signees now and, and so on, I just take that name, I pop it into the Google machine, and I do plus Nazi, plus racist, right. plus... Uh, I don't pedophile. know. Yeah, pedophile. Yeah, and yeah. any number of these things. Uh, and uh, then I certainly don't try to act like I got uh, I didn't get caught with my hand in the cookie jar as uh, this week NXT 2.0 star and uh, giant angry baby Walter got his new name because he is no longer going to just be a part of the UK brand. He's going to be part of NXT proper full time uh, in the main event of NXT 2.0 this week. He uh, beat Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong, uh, I guess, on his way up or out because he's got a dark match this week. Yeah, they're uh, not mutually exclusive. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Um, but Walter wins the match and post-match while he is uh, having his name uh, announced by the ring announcer. He grabs the microphone and says, no, 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 he is not Walter. He is now Gunther. So, first of all, I don't remember Walter ever speaking. Yeah, that's a new <laughs> in thing. In WWE. For 
That that uh, is uh, he he. I mean, I think he did I'm some, sure he had some brief promos. Yeah, but he's definitely more a silent but violent type. Yeah, well, he's a physically imposing baby Huey. Um, uh, although he's less of looking like a giant baby, dude. Dude's cut a little bit, you know. He's credit, slim, credit slimmed down a little. Yeah. Do that DDP yoga. Yeah, and you know, also he slimmed down in his personal life as uh, he left his wife. So you know, he's got that going <laughs> for him too. Back on the market. Was it anybody of note? Uh, no, no, no. But apparently he's dating Ginny now from NXT UK. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, which uh, you know. Some have kind of pointed out to the fact that originally he was like, no, I'm not leaving Germany. And then now he's like, hell yeah, I'm moving to Florida. So, <laughs> you know. Well, wasn't Ginny, Ginny's on the UK brand, though, She right? is on the UK brand. It's just, okay. you know, uh, definitely uh, probably was a wife guy and now not so much. Yeah, he's trying to dip in that uh, Orlando pool of vagine. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but, yeah, turns out he's going by the name Gunther, which lined up. With a trademark, which has been subsequently abandoned, uh, that was found at the beginning of the week, Gunther Stark was apparently going to be his new name. Like, oh, what was that Iron Man fellow? What was his last name? <laughs> yeah, Stark. Yeah. Gunther okay. sounds German and Stark. How could this like, be bad? I've been watching a lot of Friends and Avengers movies, yeah. so we're just going to pick two random names and put them together. Yeah. I can't wait for uh, Chandler Rogers to show up in next week. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get Monica Lang uh, Monica popping Lang. up as our next NXT sign-up, maybe? Uh, Phoebe Parker coming to yeah, uh, the, there the we go. multicolor sounds, brand real soon. Sounds great. Uh, but uh, fans took the name Gunther Stark. They threw it right on into the uh, Google machine, as someone at WWE should have done. And uh turns out Gunther Stark... Uh, ranking member of the commandant uh he yeah. was a nazi on a u-boat so mm-hmm. yeah great stuff there if it wasn't enough that the whole imperium visual style was starkly um aggressively european uh, <laughs> the dark side of europe <laughs> yes uh turns out that there was at least a hot minute where they were thinking about calling Walter a Nazi. So I think they were uh, going to change his finisher to be called the U-boat at one point, if I'm not mistaken. So that's oh, not all the final demanded. solution? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little too on the nose. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. And yeah. of course, the setup move was the my struggle. <laughs> <laughs> they were going to, you know, reintroduce uh, Gunther's character as an artist who, uh, you know, <laughs> Was actually uh, uh, yes. pretty talented. A, a very frustrated artist. Very, very, you know, frustrated because he couldn't sell any work. So he started pro wrestling, yeah. chopping people's faces off and, uh, you know, yeah. have him walk out with an ashtray or something. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> in Vince McMahon's mind, I don't see that as that far of a stretch. I, I feel like also there's a joke in there about how WWE Raw just all of a sudden lost six million viewers. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh. <laughs> What I'm trying to say is WWE is terrible and they're not self-aware at all. Up to and including some wonderful news that came out while we're talking about NXT. Came out this week. Scotty Tuhati, who left WWE NXT backstage, probably would have been one of the cuts now that we see how many people from the prior regime were cut. Um, They were cut from uh, or he he left uh, NXT uh, as a coach. One of the last edicts before he left, however, came from Vince McMahon. He 
according to his interview on Talk is Jericho with January 6th survivor Chris Jericho, uh, <laughs> he, uh, Scotty Totty was told, along with the other coaches, that they needed to look younger uh, by cutting their hair and dyeing their beards. Okay, <laughs> this is just a madman flexing his muscle at this point. This this makes literal zero sense. None! So, these people are not on in front of camera. Okay? No. They have no they have no public facing um anything. With the, with the possible exception of when they do those like YouTube videos of like people training at the performance center and let's talk yeah, to but Steve Carino the coaches at that point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And who who are you trying to to impress the people who are well, I guess that's not really true anymore. I was going to say the people who are there want to be pro wrestlers and likely have a uh, a history of viewing pro wrestling and are, are likely yeah. uh, familiar with these people. But now that's not really the case in the, uh, in the PC anymore. Cause no, it is not. they're not hiring uh, people who are wrestlers or hiring fucking noobs who are athletes in other sports and, yes. and you know, training them in the, in the world of pro res, which yeah, I'm that, sure three years down the line is going to pan out great. There's no better way to put together elite talent than by just throwing together people for whom this is a backup plan. Right. Yeah, I just how you really get a plus players now, unless, you know, Vince McMahon uh, struck some kind of side deal with just for men um, (laughs) that, you know, he's going to provide beard and hair dye to uh, to to, to the coaches and in in exchange for, I don't know, a lot of zeros, let's say. Or at least Um, a shout out on Raw, Michael Cole or, you know, Michael Cole fucking dies. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Byron Saxon, probably not so much. He's yeah, uh, no, black. Don't crack my friend. Yeah. You know, you know, I don't, wouldn't have to dye my hair. Cause well, I'd have to dye my beard or shave my beard. Uh, but yeah. some combination <laughs> there. Uh, no, I'm yeah. with you. I understand completely. Um, but uh, the only way I can at all justify this and uh, granted, I, I am trying to apply logic to an illogical position is this is Vince McMahon. Basically saying, I'm not old. They can't be old. Therefore, uh, does is there no uh, are there no mirrors in the McMahon mansion? You would think at, at the very least he'd watch back these whack ass segments he's having with Austin Theory on Raw, where he looks gaunt. Like yeah. he he looks like a melted Madame Tussauds figure. He's starting to look like Mister Burns's Dracula. In Treehouse of Horror. <laughs> that, that is the direction he's heading in. Yeah, he's calling Gary Oldman for makeup advice. Yeah, it is It is jarring. Like, do you remember how for years and years and years, Ric Flair looked exactly the same? Then all of a sudden, he was old as fuck. Drippy, yeah. And yeah. not the good kind of drip. Not the Seth Rollins no, drip. No, 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 The no, face no. drip. Exactly. And not the JR face drop. The no, actual no, face, which is like melty which is face. Thing. Yes. An actual melty face. We're seeing the happen of Vince McMahon. Because for oh, years, yeah. Vince looked e- exactly the same. Yeah. And then right around the time uh, Kevin Owens had butted him on live television, <laughs> not the same. Are you blaming Kevin Owens for this? No, no. I'm just saying that Vince is I will old not stand for it. Like that's, nor will you sit for it. Because you are no. sitting right now, uh, <laughs> but but it is it is just bizarre to to see that happen, and also we're seeing the ramifications of Vince's inability to accept his own fate. 
it's 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 time and i know you've yet to watch the fucking show yeah but uh a key or well, the key plot point of succession is removing an old crazy person from their position yeah how can we f- will anybody have the fucking balls to form a coup and just there has to be a vote of no confidence on fucking Vince McMahon at this point. He he needs he still has the highest percentage of stock, so he would have to vote against himself. Now, do I think there's a way to play? Yeah, but a even shell with the game? board, if the board overwhelmingly says something, he still gets final say. Yeah, he's got fifty one percent. That's bullshit. So. Everyone else has got the 49, and he still rules. That's what's wrong with corporate America. Well, one of the many things wrong with corporate America, but hey. I mean, we could dig into it, but hey, we're just going to die soon anyway, so whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Vince McMahon will likely outlive us. Oh, undoubtedly. His his head will be on a cybernetic body, again, like Mr. Burns. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Kevin Dunn will be the Smithers searching dog. for Bobo and yeah. <laughs> the wreckage of the alien invasion. Yeah, no, he's he's just going to be hanging out and he's going to be yelling about somebody stole my egg. Stole your egg? Yeah, someone stole my one hundred million dollar egg. By the way, is it weird now in retrospect that this entire? I mean, further weird now in retrospect that there was this entire egg storyline revolving around the anniversary of The Rock and uh-huh. the movie he was in. The uh-huh. Rock did nothing for it. Meanwhile, Rock is like, hey, I got shoes on UFC now. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking weird, right? I, well, it's I, also weird because he's concurrently producing the Young Rock series about yeah. his life, which is pretty intimately linked with WWE, and there's yeah. a character of Vince McMahon on the fucking show. Uh, side note, uh, the, the one who plays, uh, Rocky Johnson mm-hmm. in that show is in MacGruber and, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to start badgering you like I have for succession for you to watch MacGruber. Oh, uh, I, I, I absolutely cock. intend to. I just haven't gotten around to it. Uh huh. Yeah. You've been saying fucking years on succession. Succession, succession. I ran into trouble because the wife wants to watch it too. We're three years into a pandemic, Marty. Yeah. Yeah. You've had time. <laughs> I recognize. I recognize. Anyway. You're just doing it to spite me now. I know. It's there's fine. a little bit of that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, it's it's just a weird time. But, hey, we're looking forward to now one of the few bits of WWE programming that your boys both still enjoy. The Regal Horns really set it apart. That's right. The Royal Rumble. He's gone now. Uh, the Royal Rumble is going to be on a Saturday, which is why we're talking about it now, because it's going to happen yeah. uh, between uh, you know our records. But it's going to be yes. Saturday night, January 29th. Uh, it will be coming from the Dome at America Center in St. Louis, Missouri. Of course, you can watch it on the CAC. Uh, we currently have 21 of the women announced for the Rumble, 15 of the men announced for the Rumble, and one, two, three, four matches signed for the show. Okay. All right. Um, are we, what, what are we, uh, we putting over under on four hours here? Oh, it's, it's definitely going four hours because you figured two hours. Each Rumble is, is, a, is about an hour. Yeah. Uh, the women's will probably go quicker. Depending on whether or not they kayfabe the time, which sometimes they do. Yeah. Um, so uh, just looking at the card itself, we have the two Rumbles. Men's Rumble announced so far 
Uh, Johnny Knoxville, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, and Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford, Austin Theory, Sheamus, Damian Priest, AJ Styles, Big E, Happy Corbin, Madcap Moss, Sami Zayn, Kofi Kingston, and Kevin Owens. I, I, I just I every time they're brought up, it's it's still bewildering to me that there are characters on this show named Happy Corbin and, and Madcap, Madcap Moss. Yeah, it's it's absurd. Absolutely fucking absurd. Well, welcome to WWE in 2022. And then on the women's side, the nine, or sorry, 21 announced so far, Nikki Ash, Aaliyah, Natalia, Mickey James, Shayna Baszler, Summer Rae, Tamina, Dana Brooke, Kay- Kelly Kelly, Rhea Ripley, Lita, Naomi, Nikki Bella, Brie Bella, Carmella, Queen Zelina, Michelle McCool, Shotzi, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, and Liv Morgan. Is there a prop bet in Vegas as to whether or not Aaliyah throws up on herself in this match? Because <laughs> if not, I will vote yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll put uh, my money down. You have yes. to think that Vince is going full beyond the mat, just yelling at her about puking. She's gonna, she's gotta, she's gonna puke. Just, I'm surprised they haven't leaned like leaned into it like the natty farting gimmick uh, oh, 15 true. or so years ago. I'm surprised they haven't like you know left a little capsule of epicac uh in, in the <laughs> ring for her to to go and just like you know projectile vomit all over her opponents yeah i i think it's a given that uh bianca belair is going to win the women's rumble because they're definitely building to becky versus bianca at mania and she Men's, won last year as well correct uh she did um yeah. she just you know now she'll be going for the other title on the other tv show okay um the men's rumble's gonna be weird because they're building to Brock versus Roman. And the only way I, I could see any of this playing out, at least in a way that makes sense, looking at the rest of the card is, I guess Brock would have to drop the title to Bobby Lashley and then enter the Rumble and win. Brock's a champion right now? Yeah, yeah. He he run, he won the uh, world title. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, the the sorry, not the world title, the WWE Championship. It's a Raw belt uh, from Big E at uh, day one. Oh, when they oh, yeah. when they reshuffled everything with uh, Roman uh, testing positive for COVID. Okay, all right, yeah, that's right. He got the he got Kofi'd. Yes. <clears throat> uh, all right, so Brock and Lashley. Mm-hmm. So if that goes on early, then he could enter the Rumble and then win the Rumble and then exactly. challenge. Some okay. sort of shenaniganry with the Usos, probably. Bobbert Lasciarelli, hey, uh, ends up winning the WWE Championship and then later on uh, enters the Rumble and wins it uh, to go against uh, Roman Reigns, who I assume will be beating Raw's Seth Rollins to retain the uh, SmackDown yeah. Championship. That's a foregone conclusion there. And I do want to point out that now, even on on-screen graphics, Seth's, Seth's ring name, easy for me to say, is Seth freaking Rollins, quote-unquote. Uh-huh. Quote. uh-huh. Yeah, great. My, so my thing is, with a person like Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. you don't need Brock Lesnar to win the Rumble to get him a title shot. He's Brock Lesnar. Correct. He's immediately in a, the title picture for wherever you want to put him. Yeah, Bro- Brock is automatic number Brock contender. So like why, like if there were a, a AEW style rankings, yeah, one would be beneath Brock, right? Yeah, even while yeah. Brock is champion, Brock is the Brock contender to Brock's belt. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, Brock Anderson definitely not on that list. No, um, COVID aside, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's. 
I'm sure he, you know, it looks like he probably will, but it's a waste of a Rumble win. Uh, has Br- Brock's won a Rumble at some point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like he's definitely won. What, in, the, in the next big thing era? I feel like he might have won multiple times. Uh, yeah. Because Brock has been an ever-present part of the Mania main event scene, especially since he came back uh, to WWE. Yeah. God, what was it? 2012? 12 years ago. Yeah, 2012, and I 10, think it 12 was years ago. Him, yeah. uh, against uh, John Cena. Cena. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very weird. Anyway, the the rest of the card, I, I mentioned Brock versus Bobby Lashley, and of course, of course Roman versus Seth. The other matches uh, we have for the Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch defending against Dewdrop. Oh, wow, look at her get a title shot. Yeah, they threw it together this week. <laughs> uh, and a mixed tag team match. It's Edge and Beth Phoenix against The Miz and Maurice. Okay. I no other women's match? The uh, other title? Who's the that? other title is on Charlotte Flair, who is entering uh, the Rumble to uh, prevent Shh. someone from getting a title shot against her. I'm guessing Charlotte and uh, Bianca will be the final two. Okay. All right. So, that will be... A thing, and that of course. Are there any other titles? No other matches. No other matches announced at this time. Uh, No tag title matches. No intercontinental title match. Uh, Who's the intercontinental champion? uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, U.S. title isn't up for grabs. That's still Damian Priest. Okay. Um. Yeah. Tag. Then each brand has tag champs, and there's a women's tag champ floating around as well. Yeah. The the uh, let's see. The Raw Tag Champions are currently Alpha Academy. They beat uh, uh, RK Bro the other week. Okay. So Chad Gable has a title, believe it or okay. not. Okay. Took a long time on the main roster to get that. Yeah. And then the SmackDown Tag Belts are currently on the Usos. Because why wouldn't okay. they be? Because day one is H. Exactly. Exactly. Still one of the funniest bits to come out of WWE in the last few years. Well, not a few years. This is a long time ago at this point. <laughs> Got him old. <laughs> Aren't we all, Chris? Aren't we all? I don't want to think about it anymore. Before we dig into the AEW portion of our show, yeah. hey, there's a pay-per-view on tonight uh, huh? from a, a company we don't normally talk about too much. Game Changer Wrestling. Uh, ah. They have a pay-per-view tonight on Fight and traditional pay-per-view. Okay. Uh, I believe it's 20 bucks on Fight 25 if you want to buy through cable. That's um, more affordable than your traditional pay-per-views. Absolutely is. Uh, they'll be coming from a sold-out Hammerstein ballroom. Apologies to the fine folks in the balcony who have to <laughs> deal with gigantic fat heads of Deathmatch yeah. fans all night long. Took the joke uh, right out of my mouth. <laughs> Apologies. It's all right. Uh, and it is uh, a very, very big card. They've announced a shit ton of people for the show. Not all of them have been announced specifically for uh, matches, which is interesting, but uh, there are two pre-show matches <clears throat> which will be on uh, YouTube, uh, uh-huh. and then the full pay-per-view will be starting at 8 o'clock. The pre-show matches, they're going to have a scramble match, which is basically a whole bunch of dudes doing flippy shit. Uh-huh. Uh, it is a uh, six-way uh, scramble match. It's Jack Cartwheel, Dante Leon, Grim Reefer. Yes, <laughs> Reefer. Ninja Mac, Nick Wayne, and Alex Zane. Okay, Ninja uh, Mac fucking rules. He he does well when he hits his stuff. He rules. Oh, his, his hit rate's not a uh, no, not Vikingo levels. Uh, yeah, it's 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 not great. Um, yeah, the gifts I see are all him hitting shit. So I didn't yes. know he. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah. Uh, and uh, Jack Cartwheel, uh, who recently has been a part of PWG, he lives up to yeah. his name. 
full cartwheel based offense. Nice. Not even joking. Love it. Uh, there will also be a uh, sponsored by Paps Blue Ribbon. It's the PBR Battle Royal. Hell yeah, brother. So if you will, the PBR BR. <laughs> I will. Thank you. Uh, no one specifically has been announced for it, but there's been a, a ton of people, like I said, announced for the card. They were even announcing people yesterday for the show. Wow. Uh, who have not been given specific matches. But for- seems like they're putting a, lo- putting a lot of eggs in this pay-per-view basket here. Uh, they they really are. Uh, they and uh, I I hope it all works out for them. I know they have a completely sold out venue, so I'm sure their talent budget is higher than usual. Yeah. Uh, but looking at the actual talent booked for the show, there's definitely some names they don't normally have. Uh, the the main show has a grab the brass ring ladder match. <laughs> okay. Uh, which uh, is Leo Rush. More on him. Uh, in a more minute. on him. Yeah. Yeah. Alex Cologne. Uh, who is their current deathmatch champion? Tony Deppin, PCO, is, and wait, Col- is he related to the Cologne, uh, Puerto no, Rican no. famous uh, Cologne? He, okay, no, he, he is Puerto Rican, but he is not okay. part of that clan. Uh, but yeah, uh, Alex Cologne, Tony Deppin, Tony Deppin, PCO, and Jordan Oliver. Okay, uh, I know most of those names. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're gonna have Effie versus Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Yeah, Jeff Jarrett, yeah. who also appeared on SmackDown this week randomly. Yeah, I love the headline: GCW's Jeff Jarrett uh, yes. on loan to WWE. That yeah. made that popped me. Uh, Matt Cardona versus Joey Janela, who have basically been running back the Savage Flair storyline from 1992. Yeah, uh, we've got Ruby Soho versus Ali Ketch. Okay. Uh, Chris, you strike me as someone who'll be a fan of Alley Catch. Right? I've I've seen a photo or two, and uh, <laughs> that midsection is where it needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We've got Team Gringo, uh, Gringo Loco, Arez, and Demonic Flamita versus Team Bandito, Bandito, Laredo Kid, and ASF in a okay. Lucha six-man tag. Somebody post that to YouTube after, please. <laughs> Uh, the Ring of Honor World Championship will be on the line as Jonathan Gresham defends against Blake Christian. That should be a good match. And you should expect that to be on uh, Sinclair Broadcasting within the next yeah. few weeks. Uh, a GCW Tag Team Championship open challenge as the Briscoes will go against a mystery duo. FTR. Well, they want you to believe it'll be FTR. I don't yeah. know if it really will be. I mean, they beat the uh, uh, Rock and Roll Express last night in Not North sure. Carolina. That's true. So they are traveling. And then the main event is for the GCW World Championship. John Moxley defending against Homicide. So uh, likelihood of Nick Gage popping up? Nick Gage uh, was on uh, socials last night saying he's not going to be at the show. And if you want to know why, quote unquote, talk to the fucking businessmen. So he'll be on the show. I don't know. I, no? I, I you don't think he's uh, he's not working an angle on Twitter. I, I've heard from some people who would know that uh, he's having some issues with GCW uh, uh, management. Uh, it, it's it's a non non broadcastable story. Okay, so he's not flexing for more money after the Dark Side of the Ring, or is it more um, uh, sorted? Is it a Dark Side of the Ring episode on its own? No, no. Uh, okay. it, it involves money, and I'll, I'll tell you it off air. Oh, oh boy. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but we'll 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 dig uh, into uh, that. I don't want to blow up anyone's spot because I don't want the story getting traced. So yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. Um. But we'll see what happens. You know, I I'm hoping for the. It, it, I'm always happy to see guys have more places to work. Sure. And sure, sure, sure. GCW has built quite the cult fan base. Yeah. 
I I will say them acting like them selling out Hammerstein is like this big thing is kind of weird because they've had bigger crowds every year for the Joey Janela Spring Break shows during Mania. Yeah, I think it's more the notoriety of the venue than the size. Well, hello there. Yeah, fair, fair. It, it, it's just it's weird for them to be like, look, we sold out two thousand tickets. No shit, you can sell like five thousand for Joey Janela yeah. Spring Break. So yeah, no. yeah, it's it, it's it's just a little weird. But uh, I I hope this goes well. I hope this is beginning of sort of a next phase for that company. And uh, again, uh, it, it sounds like on paper it could be a fun if grimy show. So uh, okay. if you if you enjoy some fun grimy indie wrestling. Why not pop on Fight TV tonight and check it out? So hopefully, uh, some a hole from a competing um, uh, federation does not uh, uh, <laughs> fuck uh, their ambulance fuck, up. Fuck their ambulance up and, uh, and and sabotage the pay per view start time because pay per view don't play like that. Yes. Uh, so we talked about some talent from this company. Let's just dig right into it. Big week for AEW this week. Not one, but two live shows from our neck of the woods, Washington, D.C. at the uh, Event Center. Uh, Yeah, a place I never heard of. Yeah, I'm sorry. Event and Entertainment Center, I believe it's called. Uh, Basically, they really need a sponsor to come in and (laughs) give it a better name. Yeah. Uh, But uh, in that part of D.C., good luck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. but two live shows, a bunch of news com- uh, coming out of it, uh, up to and including some uh, COVID issues, which we'll dig into. But before that, wanted to talk about uh, some of the changes going on in AEW. It's a new year. People's contracts are coming up and people are leaving slash not being renewed. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it had been reconfirmed that. Pretty Peter Avalon, no longer with AEW, his full-time deal, no longer a thing. He may still do one-off shots on Dark and so on, but uh, no longer under a full-time deal. R.I.P. to the wingman. And, yeah, uh, I I, I certainly hope they keep J.D. Drake. I like that guy a lot. Yeah, because it was him, J.D. Drake, Ziggler's brother, and... And, uh, Cesar Bononi. Oh, yes, Cesar. Cesar Bononi. Um, but it's not Italian. The uh, but. the bit the internet wouldn't shut up about yesterday was <laughs> Leo Rush announcing that as of Valentine's Day, February fourteenth, he will become a free agent. Um, Leo Rush, uh, of course, has been kind of in the news with relation to AEW. Uh, the the New Year's Eve incident with Tony Khan on Twitter. Uh, Leo Rush was probably one of the most vocal members of the AEW roster, though he later went on and said there was no longer a beef between them. Um, Leo, I think it's still, safe to say Leo Rush, the most vocal uh, member of any roster that uh, he's on. A fair point. Fair point. But uh, Leo uh, announcing he's leaving AEW uh, again. <laughs> because, yeah. You know, he, he debuted at uh, Double or Nothing. Uh, I want to say within three days announced he was retiring from wrestling, but he was going to fulfill his New Japan duties. Yep. Uh, <laughs> duties. Uh, popped back up in AEW this past September. Mm-hmm. Uh, ran an angle or two with Dante Martin, including a hell of a tag match. Uh, Dante Martin and, and Leo yeah. against uh, Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty. Yeah, that match um, rolled. Then he had basically disappeared. According to Fightful's reporting, um, he had not been at live shows since early December. 
Uh, and now he's, uh, I guess, uh, uh, on his own again. Uh, yes, he's still working. He's working the New Japan U.S. shows. Uh, as we just heard, I was working Game Changer Wrestling. He's being announced for other indies. I don't know if this is a situation where there was more between him and Tony than they're letting on, or Leo just wants to be a free agent and work random matches, random places. Uh, I know he's a local boy, so I wouldn't be shocked if he pops back up in MCW. Yeah. It's it's just, it's odd the way his career trajectory has gone, especially for a guy who isn't even 30 years old yet. Yeah, it's a lot of start-stop. Um, you know, it's, it's worked out to be a pattern, so, you know, it's it's... You start to wonder if it's something, you know, that he, you know, if he's just not happy uh, anywhere uh, or if it, it has been just these certain incidents that have um, set off, you know, this reasoning. I don't know. I mean, I, I really wish they or hope they they still have time if they like to to do some kind of closure to this Dante Martin Leo Rush story because I was into it uh, for a while. They've kind of. Now they've shuffled a couple different people into that that kind of position. It was like Matt Seidel, and then somebody else popped up uh, to to take his side, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Yes. Uh, a, a, a lethal. Yeah, that's right. So it's just weird, sort of. You know, I, I, I wanted I wanted to see more from that. And I, Leo Rush is a very talented guy. I like to see him in yeah, the ring. He, he, you know. he is an incredible talent in ring. It, it strikes me that he is a guy who um, he has some clear anxiety issues. I mean, he's talked about it in the past. Yeah. Um, he strikes me as a guy who is opinionated for better or worse. And I think there's nothing wrong with being opinionated about how you want to present yourself and what you want to do. Um, at the same time, you know, I, I would love for the guy to settle down and really sink his teeth into something. Yeah, uh, it, being a mercenary is fun and all, but at some point, you know, you kind of gotta, you gotta um, really plant your roots. And uh, I, I hope he can find a place to do that because he is a hell of a talent. Yeah, and and I think he would benefit any company that he would choose to um, really give his full attention to. Uh, I, I don't know enough about you know the ins and outs of what really happened between him and Tony Khan. I can only go off of public statements, which have been sure. pretty positive after that fallout. Um, but uh, I just it, it's a it's a weird thing to see someone so talented not be able to have steady work in professional wrestling. Yeah, I mean, it, it, which is why it leads me to believe that it, it, the opportunities are there and it's more of, you know, his choices uh, either to leave or, you know, to take more, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to put, you know, yeah, it's, speculation it, it, it's, it's a difficult, it's, just, it's a difficult situation to, to discuss and, and speculate about because God only knows, I, I, as they always say, there's three sides to every story, my side, your side, and the truth. Yeah. So far we only have seen those two sides and we don't Correct. know what the truth is. So, uh, who, who knows? Um, yeah. well, but, wish him luck in his future endeavors. Indeed. Uh, but AEW kicked off strong this week on TBS. As uh, we talk about one guy to party, one guy came back and yeah. looking easily 15 years younger, back fresh out of rehab, it was 
John Moxley, former AEW yeah. champion, coming out on live television, uh, absolutely focused, and cutting the promo of a lifetime, starting, of course, by making TBS wish they had an eight-second delay as <laughs> a, a fan in the crowd yelled, yelled something along the lines of, get this drunken piece of trash out of the ring, and John Moxley... Without a hesitation, says in the microphone, go fuck yourself. Get this guy out of here. Yeah. Um, good for him. Yes. Uh, I'm sure if there's any kind of fine levied against AEW, Moxley would be, uh, you know, if he doesn't offer, it's going to be <laughs> docked from his pay yeah. uh, for it. But also, how does a live show not run on any delay? I, I, I get your basic ca- your cable, your, right. but your basic cable, right. you're not in Safe Harbor, so there are things, you know. But uh, then again, I guess Safe Harbor doesn't really count for for that because you're cable, so you can yeah. do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, technically, like there's, there's no either, FCC there's saying no you FCC. can't say exactly. fuck, but it's more of a standards and practices of your network and what they want to allow on the air. Right. So right. they're not liable for any fines from the government. But AEW is liable for fines from the network. So, you know, but still, I would probably run on a delay, you know, five seconds, just uh, for, you know, seven seconds, something, something just to to, to cover that sort of thing. But yeah, and it was already uh, edited out by the time that. It yeah, on the West Coast it's, feed. So, uh, yeah. And on the replay on the on the app, it's it, it's gone. But I, I saw I saw a clip. So I'm I'm good. Yeah, but uh, John Moxley cut a hell of a promo without going into specific details about uh, the circumstances upon which he entered uh, rehab for uh, alcohol abuse. Um, you know, he he said he uh, he has a lot of scars, but the important ones are the scars inside that people can't see. He said those are the scars that make us the people we are. No one should be ashamed. And what I thought was really interesting was uh, the DC crowd was very hot all night long. And this may be the nature of being in a 4,000-seat building versus a 10, 12, whatever, 1,000-seat building. When they got quiet to listen to Mox's speech, you could hear a pin drop. Yeah, yeah, they were were hanging on every word. So he he tells a speech about how, you know, he doesn't run from demons. He just beats the shit out of them. There was this, you know, gray cloud over him, and, you know, he fought out from under it. And uh, he he wanted to say thank you to everyone who supported him. And uh, he said, uh, if you thought he was dangerous before, don't worry. All uh, these days, all I drink is blood, which was yeah. a great line to end the promo. It, it was not the most verbose or lengthy promo from John Moxley, but it was short, sweet to the point. But that's um, kind of his M.O. Exactly. And uh, it, it was great to see him back on television and clearly fired up to be a professional wrestler once again yeah looked looked absolutely stellar yeah and and it was further underlined on friday which yeah we'll talk to when we talk about rampage uh then we went to uh the backstage was mjf and wardlow in the locker room mjf uh said uh punk cm punk was a coward but he said the real reason why he wanted to have this promo was to apologize to Wardlow for everything last week. He said it's Wardlow's birthday, and he's sorry. However, Wardlow did put his hands on MJF, and in turn, he's going to have to dock his pay. Uh, And he also said uh, that he uh, believes in Wardlow, but he also believes in Sean Spears, and uh, Wardlow should keep an eye on Sean Spears tonight against CM Punk. (laughs) Yeah. 
Sure. Uh, and then our first match in the ring was the highly anticipated mixed tag match. It was Adam Cole and Britt Baker against Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander as the elite best friends feud continues. Yeah. This match was super fun. I had yes. a great time with it. Yeah, they did uh, everything right about inter- intergender uh, matches. You know, the the tag outs for swapping genders is, is was all good and fine. And but then you had, you know, uh, Britt give OC a fantastic curb stomp. Yes, uh, and I believe uh, did this Statlander got her paws on uh, on Cole at one point. Uh, what too, happened was. I think. Uh, uh, Statliner was going to hit the area 451. On, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on Britt Baker, Cole, Cole crawled over his top. So uh, Statliner yeah. hits it anyway, hitting both yeah. of them. And then at one point, OC bumps inadvertently uh, Britt through a table, which yes. she sells like you know she just got dropped off the scaffolding. Uh, <laughs> yes, indeed. And uh, OC was distraught by that. That allowed uh, Adam Cole to uh, squeeze the juice, if you will, yeah. hitting a low blow. And uh, then uh, he dropped the boom, and uh, that was the one, two, three. Cole looking both shocked and pissed off, which would yes. come back to haunt OC later. Chris Jericho, Santana Ortiz were backstage with Alex Marvez. Uh, San- uh, Jericho says he doesn't care about Eddie Kingston. He can GFY. GFY <sighs> shirt available now. Stop trying to make GFY happen. Um, but Santana and Ortiz cut him off, saying they do care. Santana asking if Jericho was the reason why they're not the tag champs. He said uh, uh, that next week, yes, they have a tag match against 2.0 and uh, uh, Daniel Garcia, but they're going to focus on themselves more than the inner circle. And then yeah. we got to see some great A acting from Chris uh, <laughs> Yeah, sure. We'll call it that. Uh, let's implode the inner circle already. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Let's let's not re-sign Jake Hager. Let Sammy <laughs> go off and be a superstar. Let yes. Jericho... I don't know, uh, bail his wife out of jail and then let PMP win the tag team champions. Please. And thank you. Yes, that would be fantastic. And then Adam Cole, uh, also backstage this time with, uh, Shivani. Uh, he was losing his mind. He said, orange Cassidy had been a thorn in his side, put says hands on his girlfriend. So what more does he have to do? He'll tell you what he has to do next week. Beach break in, in Cleveland, Cleveland. <laughs> in January. Uh, it is, Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy in a no DQ lights out match. Are they going to set up a uh, a ring on uh, the Cuyahoga River? Is that what they're doing? Is that what's <laughs> happening there? Probably. <laughs> Cuyahoga Thunderfalls. <laughs> we had uh, a big video package putting over CM Punk versus Sean Spears. Spears comes out with his big special boy entrance. CM Punk comes out. MJF joins commentary. Then kick wham GTS one, two, three. This is what every Sean Spears match should be. <laughs> Kick finisher one two three. That's uh, it was po- it was poetry. I uh, you know if I could if that, if that was a GIF or an NFT, that's an NFT I would buy. Uh, okay. <laughs> After the match, MJF tries to uh, get in the ring to attack Punk. Punk spots him, grabs the scarf, steals it from him. MJF leaves the ring like a scalded dog, as Jim Ross would say. Now, I would like – this is really stupid and toilet humor and something Vince McMahon would do, but I kind of want to see some fake poo smeared upon the uh, the scarf of MJF. I, th- I feel like that would be uh, – you know, or douse it in Pepsi or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think he definitely needs to uh, to do something to the scarf. Yeah. Uh, 
Billy Gunn was backstage with a camera, and they covered this. It wasn't just an invisible camera. It right. was Billy Gunn had hijacked a cameraman backstage. I do like that. I mean, who's going to say no to Billy Gunn? He's a very imposing man. Yeah, he's like he's legit one of the biggest guys in AEW. <laughs> he may be the yeah. biggest. Yeah. I mean, who, uh, who would be taller? Uh, uh, well, Archer? Paul Paul. Oh, well, he's not really active. Well, That's I mean, true. he's kind of active, but not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not to the degree of, say, uh, I, I guess maybe William Archer. Gunn. Yeah, but yeah. I think he's even bigger than Archer, which is why they can't be in the ring together. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Taz, uh, obviously. Taz Billy Gunn. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the, the tall square man, Taz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he if he grew a beard, he could have you know lived in the mines of Moria. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> That's right, brother. <laughs> um, Billy Gunn yelling at a camera. Uh, he grabs Christian Cage, says, "Hey, you know uh, the Gun Club's ranked in the top five. How about we get that title shot? You said anytime, anywhere, right?" And Christian blows him off, saying, "You know, you never had a big moment." I think it's time for uh, your guys to have a big moment. Maybe they need to get some wins in and really impress us. So, of course, the fail sons of Billy Gunn <laughs> jump Christian backstage and yeah. sent him into the dreaded garage door, the most dangerous door in AEW backstage. Yeah, it's essentially the NXT parking lot for AEW. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, if you find yourself by one of those doors, fucking run. Yeah, yeah. Or call for backup. Um, so it looks like we're going to get the gun club versus or just Jurassic put the door up for some reason. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Open pull the, the door, door up. <laughs> that, that is a, a great way to fix it. Um, then Cody Rhodes gets a special boy entrance and uh, comes out and during a commercial break, just walks around the ring a lot and sets up a gigantic ladder. Yeah. The big boy ladder. Yes. And um, Cody decides to cut into this promo. And this is what I will say. It was a hell of a promo if he was feuding with CM Punk, which he's not. Yeah, this really didn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, he he cuts his big promo about, you know, Punk's uh, pipe bomb and it was a comeback of the decade and said, you know what? All those things you said you could do. I did it. I'm the guy who did it. I led a revolution. I went to New Japan. I went to Ring of Honor. I built the forbidden door team with the young bucks, all yeah. these things. And, uh, you know, Hey, uh, great promo. If you were feuding with CM Punk, but instead you're feuding with Sammy Guevara and deciding to run back SummerSlam 95. Right. And it's not even really a feud. It's just a un- title unification match. Like yeah. it's not like this is some blood feud that's been going on. I mean, they had the first match on dynamite two plus years ago. Yes. And I don't think they've touched since, uh, minus the, the title change. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's going to be a very good match because Sammy and crazy. is going to be nuts. And yeah. Cody has shown for as much as we criticize him on this podcast, Which he is, is very, very good, especially in a uh, shortcut filled match. Yeah. You know, your, your street fights, your cage matches, so on. Yeah. This will be good. But it was so weird for him to cut a promo about CM Punk when he's feuding with Sammy. Well, and the, he said this throwaway line of, because I don't know if I'll ever get a chance to cut it on him or something like that. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I don't know if it's fueling further retirement um, rumors or if this was kind of a reaction to the absurd rumors that he's going to pop up in the Royal Rumble this Saturday yeah. um, and all these different he, things. He, did he doesn't have a, throwaway have a contract. Line about, yeah. 
Uh, he he received a contract in the mail, but it wasn't the contract he wanted. Right. Yeah. Wink, so wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. I'm mean, like, come on, man. <laughs> there uh, there are elements of Cody where he's going. Uh, I I I don't remember if this character has a name, but it's full Monty Python. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Say no more. Say no more. Like yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. a little much. Um, yes. It's extra, and and that's that's Cody. Uh, also, he uh, talks shit about Brody King briefly, uh, saying there's a lot of balls coming to AEW and yeah. calling yourself Brody. Um, but cool. It was also it's like his name. Yeah, it, it, yeah, totally was his name. And uh, hey, uh, if this just means that Brody King is going to murk Cody at some point, awesome. Let's let's fucking go. Yeah, I'm for it. Tony Schiavone backstage with Jade Cargill, uh, uh, Mark Sterling, Anna J. And John Silver talking about a match signed for Rampage for the TBS championship. This really just underlined to me that uh, John Silver is infinitely more over than his level of push. Yes. That Jade Cargill is really not great at live promos. Yes. And that Ana Jay is hysterically Georgian. <laughs> yeah, that accent is uh, thick. Yes. It was underlined further on Friday. Yeah, I'm um, but, that uh, out. but uh, it was it was just weird. Um, then we had the uh, AEW debut of the Kings of the Black Throne. Fuck Malachi yeah, Black and Brody King, brand this new entrance, entrance brand new song. Yeah, from uh, the guitarist of Brody's band God's Hate. Yes, 100 uh, percent into everything that happened there, including the murking of Varsity Blondes. Yes, uh, the one bit that I really enjoyed was. Brian Pillman Jr. gets tagged in. He looked like he's going to do a springboard and hesitates because he blew the one last week. Yep. Yep. Uh, but uh, yeah. And then, uh, and, then, and then Griff Garrison gets murdered on the steel steps due to it. Yeah. <laughs> Brody King. I, I mean, we've gone on record. We really like Brody King. A yes. Lot. He, he rules. He's he's hard hitting. He's deceptively fast for his size. I think another thing I really like about Brody King is. Do you remember SmackDown World Champion era Mark Henry? Uh, was this pre Hall of Pain or was this Hall of Pain? Uh, this was this was pre and during Hall of Pain. Okay, because the way I used to describe Mark Henry's offense to friends when we talk about wrestling uh, in that period of time was Mark Henry's entire purpose was to shove you into or through different objects. Yes, 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 yes. Brody King brings an element to his offense and i love yeah. it yes it, it is not just hey i've got you know cool slams or forearms or whatever it's like no i will just chuck a motherfucker into something there's yeah there's a danger aspect to it which yes. further complements you know his very imposing large tattooed bearded appearance like the whole presentation of that guy is just selling you know it's it's money yeah it's yeah money. It, it is so good full-on bull in a china shop that guy yeah yeah, no, um, absolutely. And uh, their their awesome double team finisher now has a name. Uh, the the move where uh, uh, Malachi Black picks up a vertical suplex, throws him to yeah. Brody King, and then King does a sick power slam. Yeah, uh, it is called the Dante's Inferno, which Love I it. also really like. Can't and, wait for uh, them to hit that on Dante Martin. <laughs> Dante on Dante. Yeah. Um, Dante squared. <laughs> and then uh, they get the win. And afterwards, it's a video from Pac. And uh, Pac basically uh, in in his thick, thick Jordy accent uh, talks a lot of shit about Malachi Black, says he's coming. And hey, look at that. He took the uh, bandage off his eyes and he can see. So 
If you're telling me I'm going to get uh, Pac versus Malachi and Brody or Penta and Pac versus Malachi yes, and Brody. Yes, 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 fuck yes, yes, yeah, yes. Let's go. Yeah, because Penta definitely has a reason to be involved in this. Uh, yes. So let's do it. Let's make that happen ASAP, please. And then we had a video putting over the uh, Lance Archer uh, uh, Hangman Page feud, including the return of Jake Roberts. Yeah. So uh, good to see Jake up and running, even though he definitely is starting to look like a guy who lives in Las Vegas. <laughs> He's approaching uh, dead on the toilet Elvis yeah, levels yeah. of uh, – body melt but i think he like or at least maybe not lives there but still spends a lot of time in georgia with ddp so yes so they have a podcast now with conrad because of course they do uh, yeah honestly i'm surprised we don't have a podcast with conrad yet we'll, we'll I, don't, I don't know if i could take that accent for <laughs> that long yeah now. four hours on a clip <laughs> yeah what the fuck do we have to talk about <laughs> i have trouble getting through an hour Brandon Cutler uh, had the Cutler cam set up backstage, but who's in front of it? Rocky Romero and Trent Beretta. And uh, they said that, uh, you know what? You know who took down the Young Bucks many a time? Rapongi Vice. So it's time for Rapongi Vice to reteam and take on the Bucks. And that was the plan for Rampage yeah. on Friday. Before COVID got involved. Before and uh, big ups to, uh, to, to Trenty B for, you know being nice to uh to, to brandon cutler it's uh yeah. it, was, it was a little heartwarming there yeah i i, I thought know. that was a nice it's, character touch yeah, there. i feel like he stood there and asked himself what would sue do and uh <laughs> sue would be nice to brandon so he was in turn and i uh i appreciated that from a character standpoint then we had lance archer versus frankie kazarian this match filled in for the ftr versus brock anderson and shoddy lee johnson match that was taken off the show yeah. due to COVID. now what's interesting is Yes, that was taken off the show due to COVID. FTR worked a show last night, as you mentioned. Uh huh. And Brock and Lee Johnson were on the dark taping Friday night. So I guess maybe this was an Arn or Tully concern. Huh. Either that or they just said medical issues without it being medical issues. Yeah. Hard to say. Anyway, Lance Archer. I feel like that's a good out these days. If if you don't want to put a match on, you just say, oh, somebody, you know, there's medical issues. Somebody's not clear. True, true, true. Um, Lance Archer and Frankie Kazarian had, uh, and I'm going to quote the uh, another podcast I love, uh, Virtual Pros on their Twitter account. They described this match as the rawest match AEW has ever had. Yeah, this went 10 minutes. I don't know why it went 10 minutes. And the DC crowd, who was awesome all night, gave zero fucks about it. This should have been just a straight murking of Kaz. Yeah, I mean, especially since we haven't seen Kaz on Dynamite proper in months, like a really long time. So, yeah, there was no reason this went as long as it needed to. Yeah, it, it was I'm not weird. saying it needed to be kick blackout one, two, three, Sean Spears style, because you already had one of those these shows, right. but it definitely shouldn't have gone as long as it did. Right. Agreed. Um, after the match, Tony Schiavone came out and uh, was asking about the relationship uh, between Archer and Dan Lambert, because, of course, the last time we saw those two interact prior to this current. Run, yeah. Uh, Archer wanted to murder Dan Lambert. Yeah. But uh, Lambert blew him off and he was addressing Hangman Page. Then Archer cuts him off and decides, you know what? I'm going to continue to beat up Frankie Kazarian. Goes to do a choke slam on Kazarian onto a chair, but here comes Hangman Page to a big pop, slapping Archer across the face, trading strikes, and uh, looked like Archer was going to go for a chair. Boot from uh, uh, 
uh, Hangman Page, and then Page tries to go for the buckshot. Archer counters it, and uh, this feud must continue. Yeah, no, I'm for it. I mean, I don't see any way Archer wins this feud, but uh, I'm no. looking forward to the match. I, I think they're they're definitely building for Revolution, Adam Cole versus Hangman Page. But I, I, I could see this being blown off in a, a forthcoming Dynamite. Sure. Dante Martin, Matt Seidel, Lee Moriarty were backstage. They said they have each other's backs, and there's a direct counter. We had words from Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs saying, you know what? They have your backs? Cool. Watch your backs. So, uh... I guess we're going to get some combination of that in a tag match real soon. I mean, you put Moriarty and Martin together. I mean, sorry, Matt Seidel, you're fine. But, uh, you know, I want the fresh blood out there. Uh, Let those two go out there against Starks and Hobbs. Fuck yeah, let's go. Chris Statlander and Red Velvet were backstage. Layla Hirsch got in Chris Statlander's face saying, oh, you weren't focused enough for our six-woman tag on Rampage because you're worried about this, uh, this mixed tag match. You lost that, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like little pissed off, angry little uh, Layla Hirsch, and that's why she should be in Team Taz. Absolutely, man. Uh, si- give her, give her, like you said, give her the uh, the orange and black singlet ASAP. Yeah, let's fucking go. Uh, and then uh, Layla Hirsch ends up attacking Chris Statlander, locks on an arm bar, and then here comes all the officials. So yeah. that feud is continuing. Serena D beat the shit out of Sky Blue. <laughs> yes, she did. It's absolutely Serena Deep hates knees. Absolutely hates them. <laughs> she just loads knees. She hates these knees. knees. Um, of note, Chris, uh, just wanting to t- share this with you. Do you uh-huh. know who in the AEW roster is dating Sky Blue? Uh, she's like really young, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, right? She's like 22, 23. Yeah. So I would hope it would be somebody is not Frankie Kazarian. I hope it is not uh, Frankie Kazarian. <laughs> Uh, somebody young. I, I, I don't know. Dante Derpface Martin. Really? You know, that yeah. was going to be my random guess. Uh, okay. All right. Good for them. Good for them. That'd be, yeah. Dan Lambert, man of the year backstage, Ethan Page challenging John Moxley for a match on Rampage, which we ended up getting. Good for you. Uh, we had a hook vignette to put over the fact that hook was going to be on Rampage and, uh, the DC crowd was super amped for Hook. Um, yep. A friend of mine who was there live on Wednesday it mentioned that during the Elevation taping, one of the last matches with Team Taz, uh, people wouldn't stop chanting for Hook and he wasn't out there. So in between <laughs> the two shows, Tony Khan brought out Hook. He sent Hook. And explained, don't worry, guys. He's on the show on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to come back on Friday. Yes. We had Andrade El Idolo in the Hardy family office backstage. Matt Hardy has sold uh, 51% of the HFO to uh-huh. Andrade. Uh, Matt Hardy will be uh, CEO. CEO. Andrade yep. is the president. They will be now known as the AHFO. And Andrade would still like to hire that little boy that works for Sting. Yeah, the little <laughs> kid. Um, <laughs> when that happens, uh, Andrade and Darby, uh, I'm, I'm for it. Yes. And then uh, the main event was Darby Allen and Sting against the acclaimed Max Caster and Anthony Bowens. Uh, the uh, the acclaimed wrapped a chair around Darby's neck, sent him into the ring post, and I called it at that point. We're going to get the oh, big sure. Spirit of 76 return from Darby at 9.55. Yep. It was 9.54. <laughs> but, but you didn't uh, count for the delay. Oh, wait, match, there is no delay. This match was super fun. It was. Sting uh, fucking worked his ass off Sting here. Sting worked his ass off. Bowens continues to rule so goddamn yeah. hard. 
Uh, yep. And I love seeing the acclaimed get real over because uh, they deserve it. Those guys have, have put the work yeah. in this past year. So yeah, uh, yeah, no, really I'm, fun. I'm a fan. Faces go over. Darby hits a stunner and a coffin drop. Everybody goes home happy. Yeah, yeah, a good, uh, good, good finish. It was you know a solid show. Yes, indeed. That took us to Friday. It was AEW Rampage and Rampage. We, uh, also live from DC and we had to rebook the show because Rocky Romero tested positive for COVID, which meant that the RPG Vice Young Bucks match was off. Instead, we were going to get a singles match between Trent Beretta and Nick Jackson, which I was fine with because Nick Jackson is really good as a singles guy. He is. He and is. Uh, it was proven here, but the show kicked off with John Moxley against Ethan Page. Mox has definitely dropped a ton of weight. Like, oh, yeah. You can see it there. But he still looked good. Like, he looked like almost more like a UFC fighter. Yeah, um, yeah. Kind of like a little wiry. Like, the, yeah. the midsection was gone. It was tightened up. Yeah. Uh, it looked, looked strong. And uh, he, you know, Ethan Page was like the perfect guy to have a match with him. Yeah. Um, not only could he take everything that Mox dished out, but he was a good heel for him. He bumped and fed for him. There was one moment, though, and, and I don't know if uh, if you noticed it also. There was this shoulder tackle spot where Moxley took the weirdest, cleanest bump I've ever seen to the floor. Out of the Yeah, he like pushed himself out of the ring onto the <laughs> apron and then down on the, uh, onto the floor. I was he like, wow, basically that's- did... Dwayne Johnson's cell of the stunner <laughs> yeah. off of a shoulder tackle. Yeah. But it, it, as a soul, the whole time it looked controlled and safe, but it looked awesome at the same time. It, yeah, it, it was, was like, wild. That was, that was crazy. Um, but uh, uh, surprise, surprise, John Moxley wins. Uh, he does a really awesome series of MMA-style strikes. Yeah. Uh, just absolutely murking. Uh, Ethan Page locks in the bulldog, gets the win, uh, and then uh, post. Well, it, it was a ref stoppage too. He yeah. never submitted. Yes, which is important to remember. And then post match, Ethan Page gets in the face of John Moxley, so Moxley kicks him in the gut. Kick, wham, paradigm shift. My only complaint is that Page like was didn't have like dreary eyes or like confused face. Mm-hmm. He was he just like woke up and was, you know, 100 percent back to, you know, ready to fight. I'm like, yeah, you probably should have sold that a little more. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, he ate a paradigm shift crowd, got to lose their mind. I just want to say for the record, though, I would love for them to go back to his original AEW theme because that shit rules. Yeah, they I, really should have fucking done that here. It was I, a perfect time. I, I get Wild Thing, you know, the crowd can sing along and all, but goddamn, the, the prior theme was fun. Yeah. Um, while Mox was walking back to the back through the crowd, who's standing in the crowd, looking out with a big, goofy smile on his face, but Brian Danielson. Uh, Hell yes. And uh, looking at him, giving him kind of a sarcastic applause. Of course, Moxley and Danielson, they were supposed to go against each other uh, back at full gear for the number one contendership. It ended up being Danielson and uh, um, Miro instead. Miro filling in. Uh, So clearly, we got to have these guys go against each other. Yes. uh, Someone looked it up. This would be the first time they have a singles match against each other since 2012. Wow. So uh, let's fucking go on that one. I, yes. I, I Please and thank that. you. We had a uh, pre-tape backstage, Jurassic Express accepting the challenge of the gun club. And apparently 
Christian Cage is going to be out for a while. He was beat down so bad. Okay. Trent Beretta, of course, had that singles match with Nick Jackson. Super fun. Very fun. Very fun. Very much enjoyed it. Uh, as predicted, it was uh, uh, kind of a, uh, a a great example of why both these guys are so fun as tag guys, but can be individual single stars. Yeah. Um, a lot of neck-based offense. Yes. Too. Trent Beretta really wants to test the limits of that surgically repaired neck. Yeah. Um, and I was surprised that Trent Beretta got a clean win, uh, countering a super kick into a strong zero for the win, or the crunchy, yep. if you will. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was really good. I mean, I'm enjoying the whole best friend elite uh, situation here, yeah. which, you know, we're going to get a, a lights out match between OC and uh, AC coming up uh, <laughs> real yeah. uh, this one, Wednesday, this Wednesday, um, you know, blood and guts is something that we've thrown around back and forth between these two teams. That would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I hope hopefully doesn't go all the way towards a stadium stampede sort of thing. But, um, you know. Although, if there's any duo that could do a fun stadium stampede, I think it's those two teams. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look to the parking lot brawl with uh, P&P and Best Friends and, the uh, you know, the Bucks history and stadium stampedes and and things of that nature. It's definitely definitely there. But, uh, yeah, I'm not tired of it yet because there's been enough variation between, you know, (laughs) who's going in there. And I really like, you know, OC has been fucking fired up. Yeah, in, in this feud, which is which is you know new and 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 interesting to watch. Yeah, very much enjoyed that. We had uh, another promo putting over to Thunder Rosa Marce- Mercedes Martinez pro- uh, program. Uh, yeah, we're gonna get those against each other real real soon. And then uh, they they did it. They did it, folks. Send Hook. They sent him out there. He popped <laughs> up to the DC crowd. They lost their mind for him. This was Hook's first live TV match. Nailed and, it. And uh, he went against one half of uh, the Chaos Project or yeah. the Chaos Effect or whatever the fuck Chaos Project, yeah. Uh, Serpentico. Yeah. And uh, just another one of those little things that one enjoys in pro res. Uh, Serpentico, he's wearing like this big kimono and he does this thing where he throws out all these streamers from his jacket. Yeah. And as soon as he did it, Hook goes right after him. So Beautiful. For every hit, for every slam, for every toss, you had... The flowing jacket and the flowing yep. streamers, and it just looked so cool. Yep. <laughs> Not a long match, but it didn't need to be. It no, accomplished no. what it needed to. Hook uh, still looking like a killer out there. Yeah, Hook throwing out a head and arm Taz plexus I haven't seen in years. Yep. Uh, loved that and locked in the red rum. Serpentico tapped out. And, of course, Hook does not let go of the red rum until the vocals hit in his theme. Yeah, and also that? he was like holding him up, like yeah, th- you know, not not on not a mat based red rum. This was this was vertical, so yes. even more impressive. So uh, he wins in just over a minute after the match. QT Marshall comes out to yell at Hook, and uh, Hook just hits a suplex on Marshall on the ramp, and just like struts over him, like yeah. fuck off, old man, and, yeah. and bless credit, you, kid. Credit bless you to QT to absolutely showing ass there. I, I, oh yeah, I mean, I know we're not big QT fans at all, but he did exactly what he needed to do. That's that's the role he should be in. Yes, yes. Then we had our big main event, um, uh, promo. TBS. It was, oh, it was yeah, a TBS yeah. championship. It was uh, Jade Cargill on one side. It was uh, Anna Jay on the other. Mark Henry in the center. Um, again, Anna Jay, just absolutely hysterically Georgian, talking about how I have a dark side. 
<laughs> uh, and she said, I do declare and she said I'm going to steal your title. <laughs> well, tonight, TBS says, that bitch slayer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, Mark Henry made it clear that it was time for the main event. Blanche Devereaux uh, of uh, Anna J there. It wasn't quite time because they had to do a preview of Dynamite on Wednesday. And, sure, and sure, sure. That. But the main event was Jade Cargill uh, successfully defeating Anna J. Jade Cargill now twenty five and zero, probably the best Jade Cargill match yet. Yeah, um, and I think it, it, it's an under com, com, combined under fifty matches total for the two, uh, yes. like to, in their careers. Yes, uh, and it was it was really well booked to hide weaknesses and show strengths between both of them. Yeah. Uh, there was a fun uh, little interaction outside between Johnny Hungy and, uh, and Jade. Yeah. Where, and, uh, and between uh, Mark Sterling. Mark and, Sterling, and, yeah, uh, who ate a brain buster on the, on the floor. <laughs> good God, did he eat that. But uh, as, you, as you were saying, yeah, the, uh, uh, John Silver got in the face of Jade. And it almost uh, – it felt like a family guy gag. Yeah. Because John Silver's getting in the face of, of uh, Jade Cargill all of a sudden – from the other side, you just hear screaming on a J running in yeah. and throwing this big lariat into the face of Jade Cargill. It kind of makes Jade Cargill kayfabe look like a doofus because she had to have seen her and heard her coming, but yeah. just stood there waiting for it. But, yeah, it's <laughs> still so funny. So good. So good. Um, th- this made me think of some of the uh, uh, prime WWE Network era um, NXT women's matches where it's like, I feel like they probably practiced this to a T, yeah. but it, it worked. It and worked. It, it, it made everybody look good and yeah. uh, had a great time with it. Really enjoyed it. Maybe I will end up enjoying Jade Cargill at a point. We'll see. I mean, uh, at this point, it definitely all the Goldberg comparisons are out there. So it looks like she's going to be running this, uh, this uh, undefeated streak for a bit here. Yes, indeed. And then Wednesday night is Beach Break Dynamite. Uh, we've got uh, Layla Hirsch versus Red Velvet. We've got cool. a trios match of the inner circle of Chris Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz against Daniel Garcia in 2.0. CM Punk will speak. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, will speak. Uh-huh. We've got the TNT title unification ladder match between Sammy Guevara and Cody Rhodes. And then the lights out match between Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy. And uh, we might have uh, another NXT alum appear if rumors are true. We'll see how that plays out. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, no. Cleveland. Uh, Yeah, that's right. uh, Drew fucking Carey, ladies and gentlemen. He's popping up. (laughs) That's all WWE Hall of Famer to you, sir. Oh, oh, my my apologies. All right. But only if the price is right. (laughs) Jesus Christ. The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough House, Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay.
Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. El Torito brand salsa, the only salsa meant for midgets. It comes with half as much corn, half as many tomatoes, and a half portion of freshly grown bell peppers, half as spicy as other salsas on the market. El Torito, the only dip worth the chip of the short ones. El Torito. 